Yeah, it just smells like soap a little bit. Mmm, <laughs> soap. You don't like the you don't like the taste of soap? Well, it'll clean you out. That is a that is a quick way to <laughs> that that's a uh, quick way to cruise into the bathroom. The Daddy, what's your safe word? Palm olive douche. <sighs> I welcome back. <laughs> I'm Am. I'm Chris, and, and Chris. I'm, I'm I'm Christopher. Oh, I'm Mr. Christopher. Okay. Okay. God, I forget who, who I am. <laughs> You're cruising for a bruising. And today, uh, this is a sex education podcast. Still, it's got a few kinks, which you've clearly already seen in the opening multiple times. We are going to be talking about cruising. Cruising now. Does your generation know how to cruise? Well, that's why I want to talk about it. We kind of oh. we kind of touched it a little bit last week when we talked about Darklands, which yeah. a lot of people really loved the the kind of uh, synopsis, the the update, the what we did at Darklands story. Cruising, yeah. yeah. Well, which included a bit of cruising, um, but then I was actually streaming today on Twitch. By the way, I, I stream on Twitch five times a week, um, and I was just talking with my community about like, hey, if we like asked you guys what you wanted to hear about and cruising came up a few times because people well actually no cruising did not come up <laughs> what came up was flirting bar culture and how it's maybe dying and dating apps and everybody was talking about cruising without, without using, saying word cruising yeah without because you don't cruising. know what cruising is anymore Exactly. It's a lost art. No, I know. That's why. That's literally why I was like, well. <laughs> so oh. we're saying the same thing is what you're saying. No, they were all saying the same thing is what I'm saying. Okay. But also, it's something that we have covered multiple times in On Guard, whether uh -huh. tangentially or part of the, the conversation, because bathhouses were a big part of the first episode. Or not gently. Well, I, I don't know about. I thought we were pretty gentle. I, I mean, you were tangential. Ta oh my! Anyway, and so I figured cruising, which I don't think we've ever talked about. We've talked about it in it God, tangent. God damn it! Now, you, now you're on the tangent. Are you going to have a tangent? It uh, so many times. We've never really had a cruising specific episode. So okay. while there's questions that we have on it, mm -hmm. I also mm -hmm. did a little bit of research. But I'm curious, Daddy, just to just to start us off. Daddy, Daddy. Okay, so this is going to harken back to last week when we were harken? talking. Yeah, harken. <laughs> we're harkening. I got the harkenness. <laughs> You're going to harken uh, back to last week when we were talking about when I was had my little meltdown over the food at Darklands. Yes. <laughs> the more I think about it, this really wasn't my fault. Why would you put a bucket of raw meat on the counter oh, this is the first time where tea the that, potato that salad there were the potato salad and salad and everything? It literally is next to the salad by a foot. Why? Why would you put raw meat up there? Darklands, you better give us a like a food voucher for next year. I swear. So I don't feel at we fault are slander here you because so much. it looked like cooked food, and it was in the buffet it line. Not, it did not look like cooked food. It did. It did not look like cooked it food. It did. It looked a little congealed, but oh, okay. <laughs> I thought First that was the all, European don't way. Ever eat something if it looks congealed, please. <laughs> Second of all, Darklands, while it wasn't entirely your fault, also it was kind of your fault. But mostly thank you. Fault. Mostly so that's what I'm fault. saying. If you have uncooked food, don't put it out in a serving dish 
where people are serving their food. Maybe you should have been cruising the food a little bit better. So this isn't this isn't on me, really. <laughs> really is not. They put raw meat up. <laughs> Speaking of dark lands, is that is that it? That was my dance. Your tea well, because I walked away from last like... week's episode feeling like I was crazy, and then I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. They're crazy. <laughs> they put raw meat up. We don't use the word crazy. They're wild. There they put the food up. was wild. Probably it was free range. It was wild. <laughs> okay, did you get it all out of your system? One, I think one so. more. Okay, do one more. It's not my fault. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you. So Darklands happened, and actually, this is also what inspired the conversation was um, not the lack of etiquette, but just the lack of awareness of cruising, and a, a big old call out to the two guys I did try to cruise who just didn't didn't even get the signal. So, really? No. So <laughs> I, I did get cruised a lot at Darklands. Okay. So first of all, we should probably explain what cruising is, or at least how you would describe it, maybe. Cru- yeah. Cruising is when two strangers... Get in a car and, and hit the cruise control? No. <laughs> two strangers give each other like this side-eye knowing glance of desire t- towards can, each can other. Can you give me an example of that? I'm, I'm like looking. I'm at the bar with my drink over here. I've yeah. got my drink, okay. And like, do you make a noise to get my attention, or do I? Do we have to? It does it have to be like passing glances, almost like a movie. Yeah, you don't normally make a noise because <clears throat> oh. it really breaks the mood. <laughs> well, that got my attention. Though. I know, but <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna look over at you, the patrons. You guys are getting a real good. I'm snapping. You're a puppy, so you 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 respond to snaps. Oh, okay. I'm look okay. I'm looking. <laughs> and then you just kind of look at them up and down and just kind of kind of a knowing nod. What if and, I what if I say no? What if I shake no? What if I shake well, my head? They, no? <laughs> if you look if you glance away, then you're not interested. But actually okay. you don't want to so there's an art to it. You want to hold the gaze for about three seconds. You both need to hold that gaze three seconds. How many? And gaze? then one of you will break the gaze. But if you're interested, you look back. Sorry, I I just pictured holding a gay and then breaking a gay. Breaking the gaze. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what so, I do when I take him home. I break the gaze. Oh my god! Please, please, please. consensually, of course. Oh, of course. So wait. So is this like movie magic where like we both look, you know, and then yeah. we break contact, and then do I like? Look again. Yes. Okay. What yes. if I look again and you're not looking? Do I like just wait for you? Yes. Oh. Oh, that's so. What? But okay. So my, the way I was cruising was kind of like that. Right. But I'm more of a you know walk across the bar, make a look as I'm walking, and then as I'm kind of walking sort of away, maybe I'm going to the bathroom or something. Like I. Well, because you want them to see your ass. Correct. That's my move. Yeah, I know. And then I'll look back, and if they're looking. Yeah. Then there's a bit more. Prolonged. So there is a cruising thing when you passing on the street, you look at each other, you pass, and then you take about four or five steps and then you look over your shoulder. And if they look over Got their shoulder, it. too, then you hold that gaze. OK, so you break the and gaze you smile. And what happens if you step on a crack? Do you break your mama's back as well? <laughs> Leave your mama out of this. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, so but there's also other tells, isn't there? As far as like, I mean, and I, of course I've researched and done my homework, but like, I think the biggest form of cruising that's known to most people was in like 2007 when What's-His-Face was caught in the bathroom by the police. Do you remember George that? George Michael. 
George Michael. No. Yes. Was it George Michael? Yes. The politician? Oh, 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 oh. You're talking about the politician who typed typed his foot. But George Michael was arrested for cruising in the bathroom. Oh, really? In West Hollywood. Oh. Actually, Beverly Hills. That was, yeah. he, He did a whole music video about it. Oh, it was Senator Larry Craig. Yeah, Larry Craig, who he was, was a known homophobe. His, his his foot under the bathroom stall. Yeah, and then a police officer did the same. So like, it was almost like Morse code. Yeah, you know, but tap tap tap. Yeah, so you would tap, like tap, tap, tap your foot, almost be like. Hi, I hello, mean, I'm if you're stall, if you're sex? sitting in a bathroom stall and somebody puts their leg underneath it, mm. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty obvious tell that they're trying to get your attention, right? Maybe they need some toilet paper. Well, then they would say, hey, bro, you got some toilet paper over there? Because my ass could use some wiping. Oh, no, <laughs> never mind. That's going never, never, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Or maybe, no, maybe, maybe they just need some help back there to like manscaped. <laughs> Hopefully they wipe before they manscape. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, sweaty sack summer is approaching, y'all. Today's sponsor, Manscaped, is going to help you make sure you get rid of that unwanted swamp ass. Mm. No, don't say mm to that. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it is I'm time to, to prioritize. <laughs> Your crotch for some comfort. That's why Manscaped, not only the leader in hairscaping, hairscaping? Hairscaping. Hairscaping. Yes. Yeah. When you scape something, right? Yes. Okay. Um, but also one of the leaders in comfort when it comes to the 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 goods that you put on your goods. Now, Manscaped has spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer brief out there. And we are currently wearing our own boxer briefs from Manscaped. They're nice, they're slick, they're cute. And no swamp ass. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you and brought, is, you actually, brought that word up. <laughs> I know, and I uh, I apologize now. It's actually very hot today, though. So, like, I, we have the fan on high. The door is open. Daddy has some swampy pits. I got swamp pit. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Brings all the boys to the yard. Oh, okay. Well, keep the boys out of the yard. We're trying to stay <laughs> healthy before we head to IML. <laughs> so, uh, we've had the honor of not only testing out the new boxers, but making sure they're not only breathable, but comfortable for our groin. And they've even trademarked what they call the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. Wait, wait, why jewel pouch? No, that's what the pouch is called. I know, but why do I know they're serious because of the jewel pouch? What? <laughs> you said it's because you know they're serious. Oh, because they trademarked it. Ah! <laughs> 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 anyway, Manscaped also offers the Lawnmower 4.0, the best electric trimmer for below-the-waist grooming with skin-safe technology. They've also trademarked that because they give you those ceramic blades that are shown to reduce nicks and cuts when you're doing any sort of scaping. I Manscaped last night, actually. Yeah, how'd that go? Really well. I nick. I did. I nicked nothing. <laughs> did your friend Nick help you? <laughs> Outside of ball trimming, they're now focusing their efforts on helping out your thigh slappers in other ways than game-changing boxers. Wait, what's a thigh slapper? It's like a knee slapper. It's like a joke, but for your for your balls. Okay. Do your balls ever slap your thighs? No, but... See, that's where the jewel pouch comes into hand. Like, the jewel pouch is a designed pouch that you're feeling right now in your balls mm-hmm. that cradles your boys mm-hmm. in their own special space lined with performance fabric to keep them well-ventilated. Basically, just imagine your balls sipping pina coladas. <laughs> That's straight from the, the ad read. My balls are not currently sipping pina coladas, but if you put your balls in some pina they, coladas after uh, manscaping, that would feel pretty nice. Are they sipping penis coladas? 
Okay, this Adri's gone off the rails. <laughs> anyway, the micromodal fabric is buttery soft, breathable, and keeps your cucumber cool. Walk, run, strut, or maybe cruise in your new Manscaped goods. If you'd like to get your own Manscaped deal, though, Daddy, what code can they use in the link down below? Watts20. That's right. With that tagless waistband, it'll hug you in all the right places and make sure it's not digging in too tight and reduce chafing. So check out Manscaped, get the Lawnmower 4.0, one of our faves, or even try out the new boxer briefs that they got, and you'll get 20% off with code WATTS20 at the link down below. Thank you, Manscaped. Buttery soft. Buttery. Now I want a pina colada. I want a penis colada. Uh, honestly, why don't they have a drink called the penis colada? I bet they do somewhere. The, probably. Bars, if you're not doing that, you, you're not providing the right outlet to cruise. You, <laughs> Do you like penis colada? Okay, so A, I would never cruise someone drinking a and pina cruising colada. out in the rain. What if they were in the rain? Would you cruise in the rain? I would cruise in the rain. I like I like a wet cruise. Oh, um, okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what are some other though? Getting back to the topic, mm. are there any other cruising tells that you would say are pretty popular? Um. Uh, if they are flagging in their back Ooh, pocket, good. That's a good. That, that that's means a good one. they're searching for something. And what about um? You remember when we played that video game called the Tea Room? Is that the one where his dick was a gun? Yes. Yeah, yeah you remembered. I do. So Tea Rooms, which was a, a U.S. slang for public bathrooms in which men used to have anonymous sex. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The term tea, the at least the etymology, evolved from the British slang. Uh, for urine and by extension restrooms became known as tea rooms right and that's where people used to you know at or at truck stops was that's where you thing. really got the tea oh it's right from the tap <laughs> right from the tap right from the wet tap <laughs> right from the right from the boxers. big hairy truck driver's tap <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever have you ever have I, you ever I used to cruise that? restrooms all the time in really? college yeah there this is before grinder this is before you know the you couldn't find another guy who wanted to have sex with you any other way but face to face. And if you're looking for a stranger to do it with, you had to go out to a public place where other strangers were looking for the same thing. Yeah, well, and that's how cruising really started. Now, I don't. There was no internet. Correct. Yeah. But so cruising was a way in which, to give a better definition, if we haven't already done that, a way for gay men generally although queer men are also included, uh, or just queer people in general. I wonder, do... I, I was such a horny college student in Arizona. Uh, so next to the zoo, they had Papago Park. And there were all these name. little picnic areas in Pap Papago Park where these guys would drive and park, mm -hmm. and then you would get out of your car and go sit on one of the picnic tables, kind of man-spreading and, and kind of flexing a little bit. Yeah, the man's and, and, pre pouch. and pretending that you weren't looking for sex, just in case the person that comes up to you is a cop or straight or going to get you um <laughs> gonna what are they gonna you. do if they get but you? They, <laughs> I, I remember the most you know the, the problem with that was 
the the parking lots were tiny, so there were two or three cars in them. You'd drive up, I'd park, and then I'd look at the two or three guys, and I'd be like, oh, I'm not into any of them. So then I would get in my car and then drive to the next little cul-de-sac. But then those two or three guys would see me. They'd all get in their car and then follow me over. So it became oh. this like train of trying to park and then trying to find someone new, but then you'd have these other people who were interested in you following you around and i would waste like several hours dodging people i didn't want to have sex with and trying to find new people i wanted to have sex with it's it was kind of like telephone in a way that it was time consuming it's t- telephomo because they they wanted they they wanted and you they're, and there are homos yes telephomo <laughs> well so like lookout points or like make out point sorts of jokes are kind of like cruising right I guess so. Like in the t- what's the lookout? Yeah, um, you know, in like those oldie time TV shows where like the the girl and the boy drive out to like this lookout and everyone's making out in their cars. That's not cruising because they've already hooked up. They they know each other. Okay, so cruising okay. I think of as more strangers. Yes, no, no, for sure. But I was not I was more so like other. like a lookout point sort of vibe. Not yeah, so much. but th- that that is just that's just making out. <laughs> That's fair. It's called make out point for a reason. Yeah. But but there were, at least from what I've found, like there were designated places, parks. Some of them were called cottages where people would specifically go, the queer people. Well, to be fair, the parks were not set up for that purpose. The parks were no, set no, no, up no. for families. No, I know that. <laughs> but at night, at, yes. then the nefarious things happened in them. Don't call it nefarious. That's kind an- of a little nefarious. So... Back in that day, it was generally done cruising for our safety, but also to just try to avoid the cops. And so yes. we had little tells, and of course, cops learn things. But there were so many different ways in which it evolved, only because gays started to become uh, le- illegal, like to have sex. Well, gays were always illegal. <laughs> no, no, I, I know, but they were. Then, then people actually started like. Like enforcing and actually looking for oh yeah they the homosexuality. several people um, at the in Arizona uh, if they caught you they would publish your name and address and phone oh, number Jesus. in the ASU paper what and did they put you in jail or like I think you got a fine I don't know if they put you in jail so when I was doing history research. Just looking into the history of cruising, um, it says that the first documented police records, and that's the only reason we know about cruising, at least in history, was because of the police records. What year? Uh, was 1810 in wow. England. 1810. Holy a, crap. A lot of people say that like cruising was an art form back in like Rome as well, but like the Romans were real sexual and they didn't care about gay sex or they they, they had sex parties all the time. Do you remember when um you're you're too young, but in the nineties eighteen ten, yeah, I don't remember that. If you had if you were a guy and you had your left ear pierced, it meant you were gay. I'm pretty sure that's but still the right the case. ear <laughs> pierced wasn't. Wait, okay, because they were tops? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, actually, right would be bottom, but. <laughs> so, back in 1810, the first dated gay meeting place was the, the Ver, Vera Street Coterie, or Coterie, where a group of gay men were arrested at a Molly house, which was kind of like their bathhouse. Ooh, they had Molly back then? No, not like that. Ooh, um, rave. Which was a place where gays met for friendship and sex. And I think that's really interesting that the first documented, like, 
illegal sorts of like raids or not illegal raids, but where they would raid actual places. It was specifically called a place for gays to meet for friendship and sex, which I think we don't talk about enough is that a lot of these early bathhouses weren't just sex. No, I mean, back back then and in the day, you just wanted to know that other people were gay. Yeah, I mean, you just yeah. want to be able to socialize, and that and we talk about that on on guard mm-hmm. with the bathhouses. That the bath bathhouses weren't all about sex; they were about socialization and a meeting gathering place with other people that are queer. Like yeah, you. yeah, and were a place where like they actually used to just do educational sorts of things. Like it was like a I must imagine like it was like a powwow. Of course, I wasn't there at the time, but based on the conversations you guys have told me and the stories, it's just like. It was a place for you to just kind of kiki, which is a term that we use nowadays a lot more. Let's have a kiki. Exactly. Where the gays would just, you know, get in little powwow circles and and just converse and talk and share experiences and talk about safety as well as like cruising. Um, and also like, I don't know, it's how people learned yeah. about the gay culture because we didn't have any internet. We didn't have any. We had some books. We had some books and periodicals. So very under the when you're doing radar. your research about in the 1800s, what were their cruising? Because like, do you remember a feather in your cap? Oh, no. That used to be a sign as well, having a feather in your cap. Oh, I didn't know that. That you're a Yankee doodle dandy. Well, that's what, that's what I, that's <laughs> actually exactly where my mind went. Is that what, what that do you means? think the word dandy came from? <laughs> if you're a Yankee doodle, is that is that like a gay? Is that a slur in gay? Oh, oh my God. Well, so... And so to continue the history, so at that coterie, men were not only convicted of sodomy, because sodomy is illegal, but, and still illegal in some states, mm-hmm. but um, some were even hanged openly, yeah. which is just scary. Still happening. Now, cruising was first criminalized in the states in New York, where thousands of men were arrested for having sex, whether it was public or not, in bathrooms and across the city in the 1920s, when cruising was more of an open secret among America... But the law made it illegal to frequent or or loiter about any public place soliciting yeah, men for the purpose of committing a crime against nature or lewdness. That was the exact. I, I love the crime against nature part. Is sex not nature? <laughs> if it wasn't, if it wasn't natural, there's tons of animals that have. Yeah, sex. and it, it's weird that cruising happened in bathrooms of everything. Because if you think about what a bathroom is used for, it's not the sexiest thing, but it is also a place where you're able to take out your genitals. Um, yeah. So I think that's why why it became the spot to the, do that. The lewdness. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But like, have you ever just like, and I'm absolutely, I've done it millions of times, like been at work or been at a, a family function or something. You're just like, you need, you're a little horny. So you go to a bathroom to jerk off, you know, <laughs> have you ever done that? No, tell me about this. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, of course. Okay, I'm just I'm, kidding you. <laughs> because people, it, when I was looking through this, like, people were actually arrested for just jerking off by themselves in a bathroom. I know, nobody like, police could see. were looking into bathrooms. Yeah. Nobody was no, no one was even cruising. There was no tapping. I, I, I'm just always curious how they prove that. I, they probably didn't need to. What do you mean? But that's even the, today, well, that's people one just word default the other. I know, but until recently, people would default just believe police. Yeah. And they would take advantage of the system. Right. So, like, I don't, I would not, for a second, I would not for a second, uh, or I would, I wouldn't not believe that police would just misuse their power back then, too. Oh, yeah, they did. So, 
Now, fast forward a bit from 1920 to the 80s. Can you guess what might have kind of killed cruising a little bit? AIDS. Exactly. Yeah. So as far as the history of cruising goes, when the epidemic first started in 81, queer culture was forever changed because sex was kind of a little bit more taboo. We were all kind of unsure what was going on. We were scared of it. And that's when they started actually closing down bathhouses, not only because of the policing, but because of violence and gays were seen as this this virus we were we were called unclean yeah they were seen as which we don't use that term anymore no i know but that that was what they were pegging on us not pegging oh my pegging (laughs) but many bathhouses were shut down and as the pig would say worst mistake they ever made yeah because we lost our places of culture we lost our places of just being educational community last yeah we lost our outreach there and we lost our places to promote safer sex. And yeah, that's they did a lot of education in those bathhouses too, especially as new information came out about AIDS and what caused it um, and how to not get it. Um, and closing the bathhouses really was a detriment into getting that information out. Um, now, I'm also curious if you've ever heard of, do you know who Bob Dameron is? From Dameron Guide? Yeah. 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 I, I don't know that it was called Dameron Guide in my research, but that's probably correct. Uh, it was called the Bob Dameron's Address Book, mm-hmm. and it was first published in 1964. Do you know what it is? So <clears throat> I've used the Dameron Guide uh, okay. in the 90s because, again, before the Internet. So whenever I traveled, it would have all the gay bars listed. It would have all the gay clubs in every city mm. and country around the world. And it was a book. As a matter of fact, your landlord, Ron, downstairs, he has a whole shelf of Dameron guys. Really? Yeah, downstairs. And, and and they're fascinating. So and then like I remember flying to Barcelona with my Dameron guide, and because they're published once a year, if a bar closed, oh, it could then, be it then could it's be a not there. Delay. So I went to several places, locations, and they're closed or not open or not exactly what the Dameron. Because you have huh. to think there were so many countries and cities for them to have to accumulate all this information on, uh, and it's published once a year. That's okay. So, is it still published? No, oh. because they're not. Sure, there's no need for it anymore. But to this day, when I was working at Mister S, people would still ask for the catalogs and like brochures. Oh, yeah. People like pe- some people, people like still love books, those. But I mean, just like the phone book is no longer published. I mean, I think it is, but there's I, no reason I for it. I doubt people. <clears throat> yeah, I doubt people use an actual. Do you remember like, when they used to leave two huge phone books on your porch? They still do sometimes. <laughs> we still get it in front of our like gate here in the city. But the the Bob Dameron's uh, book was the first. It was called the Bob Dameron's Address Book, and it was kind of like a, a gay yellow pages is how yeah. they described it. It yep. showed locations, like Daddy said. It showed bars. It showed cruising areas, and it also included just information and gay friendly spots in the United States where men could meet and hook up. I advertised in 1992 in the Dameron Guide for really for my business. Yeah. Oh, Masta did it have like a you know, for Masta? Mm-hmm. Did it have like a, a personal or like uh, looking for? No, because it's a yearly publication. So oh, yeah, you're not yeah. looking year round. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Do you know? In no, 19- strictly business and club. Okay. Mainly bars, hotels. Okay. Yeah. Gay and, friendly places. But it did also give like articles and like information. And it also was one of the first places where a certain kind of code was introduced. 
Can you guess? Oh, for cruising. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it would tell me the parks. Like when I went to um, Athens, there's a certain park where cruising at night happened. And I found that out from the Dameron Guide. Oh, well, I mean, yes, cruising. But I, I meant a certain kind of code. Oh, what's the code? What do you think? A winky code? No, no, no. What kind of code do gays use to, to cruise Color subtly? Code. Yeah. Also known as? Pinky code. There we go. We got there. <laughs> So it was one of the first places where they featured an actual hanky code. And on that list, let's see, the colors that they featured, black, obviously, for S&M. They had red for fisting, mm -hmm. yellow for piss, blue for fucking. Uh, they had light blue for just wanting head or giving head. They had white. Uh, orange for anything. They had Hunter, which is... Daddies. Yes. Uh, they had like a lighter green. They had pink for dildos, purple for piercing, gray for bondage, and teal for... Do you know that one? I don't know teal. Uh, CBT. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of the earliest form of the hanky code that was popularized because of the Bob Dameron's guide, mm -hmm. which I just think is... That's something that we don't talk about, like no. guides like that anymore. And you don't get those. You get maybe like a newsletter. But even then, who reads newsletters? Who reads newsletters? Who reads anything? Um, so back when bathhouses were very popular, uh, there were near... How many at the height, do you think? How many bathhouses were across the United States? Mm, let's see. 50 states... Two or three, uh, I say 150. That's not far off. <clears throat> it's actually 200 estimated gay bathhouses in the cities. Um, by 1990, how many do you think there were? Oh, probably double. By 1990, after the AIDS oh, oh, oh. crisis? Uh, 75. Very close, 90. And now the total nationwide estimated nowadays is 50. 70. Oh, so it maintained. Across the United States. Well, it kind of maintained, but like, that's so sad. Yeah. Like to go from 200, probably more, and then all over the world too. Like that's a couple, like thousand maybe across the world. But to just have 70 now in the States is just so, like I get it. They're not, they're not popular with with the with with the way technology's taken over. Well, and you know, I there's some of that you you also have to attribute to now being gay is more accepted. I think that the bathhouses were a safe haven for gays um because they weren't accepted by society. Now that we've integrated into society so much, there's probably less of a need for somebody to go find gay companionship at a bathhouse. They can find it online now. Yeah, but my my biggest thing is like for somebody who's not always just wanting to have the sex, I wish that bathhouses were more like the stories you guys tell where it was yeah, cruisy theater space. But yeah, a space to just like kind of like Darklands was. Oh, absolutely. So there was that sex area, mm -hmm. but besides that there were three or four other bars just to socialize, to dance, to watch a show. Uh, to have a drink with friends. And there was a class space. And and education. Yeah. There was like two classes that were like very much uh, quartered off. They weren't in a loud area. Like it looked like it was just a nice controlled area where I saw some like electro, advanced electro play was being taught, some bonded mm. stuff. I didn't, sadly, I didn't get to go to any, but it was just nice to see that that was still happening. Yeah. 
But if you don't have access to such things, uh, Daddy, do you know what else people can check out? I don't know what. Today's second sponsor, Beducated. Two. Beducated? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to be doing an episode with them shortly where we kind of like look at maybe and review one of their things. But today's second sponsor, Beducated, is known as the Netflix of sexual wellness. And I'm not talking about the sex education show on Netflix, which we love. And a lot of people agreed with us on the episode this last weekend that went up where we did the sex education quizzes. Mm -hmm. Which actually, so many people with uh, vaginas did chime in and say that they don't think that fact about period sinking was right oh really anecdotally looking at a single study by i forget the the app that tracked uh periods but yeah. a lot of people were just like i don't think that's right they didn't come for us and be like you're wrong but they're like that seems fishy personal experience of mine why does my period change when i'm with different people over the years different workplaces mm-hmm. or family so a quick call out there when it comes to education you got to be open to learning things and Beducated is not only a wonderful online platform with easy to follow video, audio, and written guides, but they provide technique and information to level up your skills, even if you might already know something. Like for instance, I looked into their Shibari classes and I know a good deal about bondage. We know the history because we've done videos on it, but there was a lot of ties that I'd never heard of when I was looking into that course. Okay. And they give you not only a written side-by-side, but they give you a video in front of you to watch as well with Teachers who not only know the terminology, but do it in such a way that's fun, interesting, and with a different perspective from different, probably people from your own personal life. Like the person doing the Shibari class, it was two women, and they mm. were honestly very educational. Yeah. Not that not that women can't be educational. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I love the shock and surprise in your voice on that. <laughs> no, no, no. I just mean that like when, when, when you think about learning bondage, like uh-huh. sometimes... It, Almost always, it's a guy tying up a lady online. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So it was nice and refreshing to see two women just teaching me the ropes, quite literally. (laughs) From straight to vanilla to poly and kinky, there are classes to fit any background from all creators and teachers of all backgrounds. With down-to-earth instructions, bulleted lists, and did we mention kinky things? Mm, I love kinky things. The Beducated platform offers helpful tags as well. So if you're looking for kink-specific things... Maybe queer specific things, maybe straight specific things. They actually do a very good job. And one of my favorites when I was looking at the website, um, pleasing a penis was a tag. Oh, of course. (laughs) So from male to male pleasure to aftercare to topics that normally wouldn't get covered on any other educational site, Beducated's got it all. Check it out. Whether you're going to look for the non-monogamy, lap dancing, fisting, or even erotic spanking. Wait, the non-what? Non-monogamy. Fisting? They, they they had classes on non-monogamy, fisting. Oh, I thought that was one class. No, different I was classes. Like, it's non-monogamy, fisting. Wow. <laughs> That's oddly specific. <laughs> so, by using offer code WATTS at the Beducated link down below, you will get yourself a saving, but also get some lovely educational resources. So, make sure to tweet at us if you try it out. I still want to do non-monogamy fisting. <laughs> Listen up, educated. We will pitch you a class on non-monogamy fisting. It's very hands-on. Oh, God. Or hands-in. Or hands-in. Round of applause. So, I'm curious, and this was the other part of the conversation that kind of popped up when I was just asking our audience about Mm -hmm. cruising in general. And a lot of people were like, well, you have to talk about dating apps. Because... That's replace cruising. 
Has it replaced it or is it different? It's replaced it. Okay. I mean, that is the mainly where strangers hook up. Yeah. But is it, has it replaced it in a good or a bad way, in your opinion? I don't know. I don't know how to quantify that because I, I actually prefer it because it saves time. Okay. Cruising is time consuming. You have to go and sit and it's like fishing. You have to wait for your catch to come by and then you have to try to catch it. And if you don't cruise right or if you're not presenting your best self at the, that second, your catch goes by. I think that's called uh, swiping right, not not cruising right. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. So, yeah, you could uh, I'd spend an entire evening cruising and still go home with no one uh, at a bar. I mean... I would say I have spent more than a few evenings cruising on dating apps and just gotten pictures. Sure. So I think, I think they're, of course, so. they're different things. It's like apples and oranges. They're both fruits, but sometimes you want an orange and sometimes you want an apple. Well, and, the, and then, so people who do use cruising or, or dating sites like fishing is the ones that like spam a hundred people with a sup. Oh, sup. I hate that. Sup. No, I hate Sup. that. It's like throwing a little worm out there and seeing if anyone will bite. Sup. 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 But could you imagine if people cruised the same way they use dating apps? Like they just go over to someone at a bar and they just go, sup. 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 How Sup. you doing? Or <laughs> you make eye contact and then you look away and you look back and the person doesn't reciprocate. Maybe if, if it was like a dating app, the person would then come up to that person and be like, why aren't you cruising back? I sent you ten pictures. Rude, Why aren't you rude? rude? Blocked. I'm gonna yeah. You're I'm blocked. gonna report you. There is a certain uh, entitlement to dating apps that I I think cruising doesn't have. Yeah, and definitely certain um, prejudices in the form of quote unquote preferences that people tend to lean upon, which is entirely built in like misogyny, racism. There's a lot of very toxic tech like not only technology because there some technologies are racist in how they filter things yeah but the the no fats no femmes no asians of it all is very it's still something you see every once in a while and people are just gross so i will say that the apps do have one advantage for cruising okay. in that the timeline isn't specific to now so mm-hmm. if somebody catches my eye um on an app and i start a conversation with them then we kind of have a back and forth dialogue and then pick a time to meet. Yeah. When you're cruising in real life, like say you were coming down the street and I was going, I don't know what you're headed off to. You don't know where I'm headed off to. So there's lots of times I would let the person I wanted to cruise just go by because I didn't have time to meet them, find out if what they're up to. And because it's in real time, real life, if, they open their mouth and start talking and I suddenly realize, oh, I'm not onto it. Then you have that awkward backing away, whereas online, it's much easier. That's fair. Yeah. I think the online factor gives a bit of a, well, there might be something better though. You know, that like, well, yeah, settle. Well. Where if you're going out to a bar to cruise and I've, I've, ha- I've been known to have my moments, even as somebody who's on like that more ace spectrum, like I've had my moments of like, I'm feeling I'm feeling like going out tonight and we'll go out to a bar and like there might be some flirting and I might like run into some people that I've like seen before and I want to like actually get to know. And there's a certain level of like you've gone out of your way to go out. You're out. 
to go home would kind of be a waste because you've like gotten pretty and you put on your leather. But cruising in person, I wish was more. I wish it was more of a thing because yeah. I'm tired of getting the texts from my my booty calls that are just pictures and then i don't know if they want to fuck i don't know if they want to get together or if they're just horny and sending pictures and and honestly maybe wasting your time at the end of the night or maybe a combination of a few possibly so i think that there's obviously they both have their pros and cons i wish people went out more the bar culture is just more fun and and well the bar bar culture's changed it's not for cruising anymore it is more socializing mm. and <clears throat> so this is one thing i i i live in the castro and i overlook several gay bars on the street and i've noticed that the gay bars are full of queer people not necessarily going out to hook up they are all just socializing and drinking mm. Sometimes watching a drag show more often that, than that's not, yeah. becoming a mainstream of the gay bars in America right now. Um, I feel so that does lend itself to a different vibe for cruising for getting sex. I don't think I'm not thinking the gay kids right now are going to bars to hook up to get sex, they're going to the bars with someone they came with and socializing. No, I and that was very different to hmm. 20 30 years ago where you mainly went to yes you would see your friends there but you didn't coordinate that ahead of time and you were mainly going out to find dick you know what's interesting though about that is when when I do have a spontaneous like I want to go out and about I do have some friends that like seem upset that I didn't say I was going out like oh. because they were expecting socialization when they go to the bar where I'm going out just because it might be spontaneous or I just want to go socialize, sure. But maybe we're looking for something. Maybe we're looking for fun. But I, it's interesting you say it because I have friends that will like seem almost like, oh, well, you went out and you didn't invite me to come hang out and socialize? And I just think that's such an interesting... Yeah, we didn't used to invite our friends to go with us to the bar. We just yeah. we, we would sometimes go, hey, do you th are you going to be there? But it wasn't... Hey, let's hmm. let's both arrive at eight. Um, sure. It was yeah. I'm gonna go to Preston's tonight, or I'm gonna go to Hot Bods, or I'm gonna go to some other gay bar that no longer exists. Um, <laughs> and I'll see you out. If I see you, I see you. If I don't, I don't. See, and that just feels like a lot more planning, like a, a dating app almost. And I don't. If you're gonna go out and you meet people, you meet people. Well, you know? and then now, so again, <clears throat> this is a technology thing, in that you you kids today are more connected by your phones with your texting. You're texting each other constantly. Your every movements. Back in my day, we had an answering machine that we would have to go home and check to see if your friends are going out to somewhere. So you'd have to go home for, from work, check your answering machine, and see what messages people left you. And then you'd go out um, or figure out what your evening was. You guys have instantaneous uh, ways of grouping together. Hmm. Okay. Um. I, I actually really think it's... Yeah, I I think cruising was a little bit more popular than it is nowadays. I wish that it was something that we actually taught how to flirt. I don't know. Do you, should you have to teach how to flirt? 
Yeah, because now I have a hard time because so <clears throat> this may be my dad T. Guys under thirty-five um, have a hard time holding an active conversation with me in a bar, and I don't know if that's a generational thing. I'm I'm kind of attributing it to that because <laughs> you guys, for the last ten years, have had your phone. You do most of your communication. You and I have had issues with communication. You you say I don't use enough emojis, uh, which which reflect tone. I, I understand that, but I'm much more a in-person talk to look each other in the eye way of communicating, whereas that doesn't seem to be your generation right now. Those are two different problems, though. Uh, in-person talking is different than texting. Texting, you come across very cold and very annoyed. And when I text someone, I don't want to feel like I'm being annoying. And I know that's just because you don't text flippantly like you don't you're not flamboyant with your texts you're not it's so nice to hear from you how was your day i had a lovely one i just had a coffee heart emoji heart emoji bounce emoji uh, i hate typing emoji. i hate typing i can barely my big thumbs on that phone it's you know just... you don't gotta do a lot of typing to put in there what? an emoji it's one oh time god it's one no tab. but looking for <laughs> looking for those emojis take forever there's a favorites tab though oh my god Anyway, then that means I have to have the same emoji all the time. I agree with you on the the kind of the social yeah, awkwardness. But so you know what I'm saying. Speaking in I'm, person, yeah. I'm just saying that the communication, the there's an there's an awkward shifting from foot to foot when I talk to people in person because they're not used to it. It's a, and they don't know what to say. They don't know how to continue the conversation. Is okay. how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How are you? How are you? <laughs> Still good. <laughs> no, and, and so like to use personal like examples, at Darklands and Claw, and this might be, mm, how do I do this without being like, we're very popular. I don't want to sound flippant on that. But sometimes it is hard to have conversations with people, and I'm not sure if it's because they know who we are well or i think you're talking about something completely different yeah. you're talking about you and i when we go to a public event and i understand that awkwardness because yeah. they realize that they only have 30 seconds to two minutes of your time to have a conversation kind of, but not really well, I know, but yeah, yeah. that's what they feel like. They, they they feel like we've got so many other people to talk to that they've got to get it in. We like talking. I know, I know. That's what I'm just saying. Uh, so th they tried to um, say something interesting and not knowing if that's okay or not. Um, so I get that. I'm talking more about at the bars having a real conversation with someone and even the heavy flirtation conversation. Well, that's I find a lot of younger guys don't know how to continue a sexual banter. Well, I wasn't done with my statement. Okay. Cause I was going to say pretty much that I, I'm more so saying like there, there's a certain level of like, because social media is a thing. Like sometimes, you know, a bit more about a person, mm -hmm. But I oh, feel that's that the other thing too. Okay, let me finish. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I know, but you're saying all the things before I get to say it. Or 
there's just that that lack of a banter as you have just mm-hmm. stolen from my words um where <laughs> it just it feels like because we're so in tuned and plugged in all the time the in person sometimes is a little awkward and hard to get that cruising vibe like i love bantering and i think we're very good at it because we go to a lot of events and we just are always chatting with people but sometimes people just they don't they don't they're not quick they don't keep up they don't they're not part of the conversation and they're either on to the next already which is another person or they're just not in the conversation which i wish and that's where i wish we did more cruising because i want to have an i want to have an intellectual conversation with someone do you, do so you, that i feel attracted to them do you, you know? think that lots of people aren't in the moment because they are looking, no they're on their phone yeah they're looking <laughs> yeah and, and they're they're trying to figure out what's next constantly mm, it's hard to say I mean, we're we're strictly speaking our own opinions here, which yeah, we're, of we're course we're just babbling. No, we're at not this ba- point. No, well, I mean, it's a podcast. <laughs> we're bantering. We're bantering. We're bantering. I, I'm I'm simply saying, like, I wish people had more of a. I'm gonna put my phone away for a few minutes and really talk to this person. Right. And I know sometimes I probably pull my phone out too, just because oh, we all do now. Yeah. Even I do it. Yeah. Yeah. But as I'm literally have my phone in front of me, these are notes for the podcast and even watching the video. Yeah, but this is our culture now. We're, yeah. We're, so I think that cruising has, for the most part, gone away. It's a dying art form. I I, I respectfully agree, mm-hmm. but I, that doesn't mean I'm not hopeful that people will take up conversation, con- conversation, conversation. Co- conversation. Yeah. I was gonna say conversating <laughs> a little bit more, like watching something like what's a cultural? Oh, Bridgerton. The back and forth, the quips, the the conversations people have in that show while over the top. Well, that's very scripted. While over the top. Yeah. It's just, it's something that I was like, if that were, if we were back in the day cruising, I feel like there'd be a little bit more like, yeah, maybe not the, the, uh, the very like concertoed Ariana Grande music, you know, playing behind you. But. Well, that was, you know, that's a lot of, that's straight cruising, you know, when they had the fan and Where's that? The, the, you know, the, in the Spanish culture, there's holding your fan it meant different Show things. Show me that ankle. Right? Show me that ankle. Ooh, yeah. Give me your neck. Um, just just fl- a little bit of neck. Meant you could either come <laughs> here or stay away. Or, so that was that was an art of cruising for straight people. It Yeah, it's the art of picking someone up. And I don't mean like a pickup artist. That's a whole other thing that yeah, I, we yeah. don't have time to talk about today. That's there's a whole toxic nature about that but like respectfully getting to know one someone in a bar just kind of vibing with someone i wish there was more of that because as somebody who is that secondary attraction of having a conversation and really like i love seeing someone passionate about something yeah i love someone that is able to talk about themselves but in such a way that's not like self-centered but it's more like i really like this thing what are you into? And then we have a conversation. So many times I tried to do that at Darklands. And there's like, I just took five loads. Yeah. Which, you know, <laughs> there's a there's a time and a place to be like. And then there's a time and a place. And that wasn't asses clapping right there. That was my hands clapping. And then there's a time and a place to be like, what inspires you? Yeah, you know? but I don't know if Darklands is the place to, to go into sorry, that inspires sorry. you. I'll, but... I'll pretend there's blasting music. What inspires what turns you on yeah what gets you going like yeah you like that don't you well i don't like being told what i like but that that, even that is better than i didn't tell you i just agreed with you i said you like that don't you (laughs) 
What? I, I, see, that's not the banter. Yeah, I want. No, like that's, that, no, no, yeah. no, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, is there, so if you were to give some tips on cruising, uh-huh. if you were to challenge our audience to cruise, mm-hmm. and I don't mean on the highway, what would be some tips you would give? Eye contact. It's it's very simple. If you're into someone, you like hold that gaze. Um, So often, especially if I do it to someone who I know is into me, and I look at them, and they just like ah, and they look away, and they they did hold that gaze. Good, yeah, confidence, confidence, yeah. Even if you are screaming inside, that's the key to cruising because both parties have to be confident about what they're bringing to the table well yeah you want to be sure when you are talking to someone that they're sure about you too yeah it's a reciprocation if i were to give some tips i would say have have things about yourself that's interesting you know something that that what is it's like it's like a a a job opportunity Mm -hmm. a, a job interview what is something that makes you interesting that sets you apart daddy go give me one i'm good with rope there you go i'd say i'm very creative and passionate about educating and I think, but what makes you sexy? I'm very good at educating on sex education. <laughs> um, I think that I ha- I keep the, my body in pretty decent shape, and I'm a very fun person. I'm sorry, what? That bunkadunk. My in your what trunk. now? Your bunkadunk in your trunk. I've never heard anyone refer to my butt as a bunkadunk. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunkadunk. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on a it's shirt. It's a good-looking badunkadunk. <laughs> oh, see, I've heard badunkadunk. Oh, is that what I was saying? You said bunkadunk. <laughs> Badunkadunk. No, I like the same thing. No, I. <laughs> Badunkadunk. Hashtag bunkadunk. Uh, and then, other than that, I would say, yeah, eye contact's good. Being confident, just just being laid back though. Too, I, you can't be too high strung. If you've taken two Red Bulls before you start talking oh, to me God. at a bar, I I I'm not. Keeping ah! up. I'm such a chill person. Like I'll have pot, and that's when I'm in my zone. Is just like looking at people. I love people watching. Also, mm. good point. Don't be too stoned. That's fair too. <laughs> you know, one wants to talk to just a a, a brick wall. You're hot. Well, I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> Telling someone they're hot's not bad. Just don't do it with that glassy eye. Yeah. <laughs> a nice. Ba- what did you call it? A badunkadunk. Badunkadunk. No, you called it a. No, you called it something else now. I've forgotten. I don't know. I'm too stoned. No, just kidding. But all of that to say, while cruising might be a dying art form, that doesn't mean we shouldn't know about the importance of it. The reason we had to cruise was because being gay was criminalized. Mm. It was the way that we stayed alive and we were able to still find love in all the hard places, Mm. whether it was a, a bathroom, a bar, a park after dark. Actually, this reminds me, one time I was doing a photo shoot with a photographer mm-hmm. in what I didn't know was a cruising area in Seattle under like this old decrepit, like abandoned highway entrance. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, it was a sexy photo shoot in jock straps and stuff, like in leather gear. But then my friend who was taking photos in full clothes, he and I were just taking some photos. And all of a sudden, these two guys just walk out in their boots totally naked from the bushes. And we just turn and we're like, <laughs> hi and they're like are you, are you guys next and we just looked at, and we're like what does that mean <laughs> what does that mean we didn't know it was oh. a cruising area anyway 
If you would like to cruise us online, be respectful. But where can people find you, Daddy? Uh, if you want to see the naughty stuff, go to MrChristopher.com. And that's Christopher oh. with a K. Otherwise, I'm in, on Instagram at MrChristopherWeston. And if you want to find me, I'm everywhere at PupAmp or PupAmp.com. I post sexy stuff sometimes, but mostly it's just educational stuff. And you've been listening to What's Your Safe Word, the sex education podcast that's got a few kinks. But if you want to find us everywhere else, it's What's the Safe Word on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, where we put stuff up mostly weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes just gaily. And uh, we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Okay, now give me give me your best. I'm at a bar with you, or I'm at a bar separate from you, and you want to pick me up. Go. I'm sorry. Are you just whistling at me? Yeah. That, I, no, no, that was, Come here, boy. Don't snap at me. Don't whistle at me. Don't go, hey, you. I got a treat. Oh, oh well, I, got a treat I was going to say, I know Come how on. to pick you up. Just Come pull on. out a, a, a plate of, of hot wings. Ooh. <laughs> got him. <laughs>